<laughs> hey, welcome to the Little Guys. I'm Josh, and today I'm with the Tasers. Why don't you guys introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, I'm Guido. I play bass. What's up? I'm Jethro. I play guitar and try to sing. <laughs> and I'm Tim, and I play drums, and I also try to sing. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you guys been uh, playing together? Too long. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. About five years? Yeah. Five on years. the fifth year now, as, as, the, as the band stands. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you, so you've been together a year before you released your first EP then? Um, yeah, uh, about, about. So like in that year, like Jethro, Jethro just moved to Joburg. And... Um, and we kind of tried to get the band together. There was another bassist that we that we played with for a bit, but then he had to move to Mauritius for some weird reason. It was and a temporary little bassist. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then uh, <laughs> suggested Guido, and now Guido is stuck. Yeah. So, <laughs> and he's the most integral member of the band at this point, in my opinion. <laughs> nice. Um. <laughs> So what made you guys want to, you know, start a band? Um, so I was already in a band with Tim. Tim's a drummer. Um, and we played like a ska, reggae, kind of uh, jazz fusion band when we lived in PE. And Port Elizabeth, for those who yeah, are Port not Elizabeth from South Africa. In South Africa. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> coastal, coastal town. Um, but we played like chilled music there and then Tim moved to Joburg and I was keen to like keep playing music. So I started the Tasers as just like a bedroom project. I uh, kind of wrote a few like rock and roll songs and kind of just went from there. When I moved to Joburg, then Tim and I reformed kind of not the same band, but like the Tasers. And then, yeah, just needed to find a bassist. And that's kind of yeah how it started. Right. Uh, did you expect to gain as much traction as you guys have over the past couple of years? Ooh, not even close. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that we would have the kind of plays we have on Spotify at the moment. That was a very nice surprise. Well, luck of the draw, really. Yeah. Uh, and you guys play shows pretty consistently. Does that ever get hectic? Mm, not really. Used, we used actually, to be more hectic. Yeah, it used to be we more used to, We used to play... We, we host a lot of our shows ourselves. Um, and about the, two, the first two years, our strategy was release an EP and tour the EP for three months and then have the scene book you for the rest of the year. Um, and that was pretty hectic. That was like all busy working, studying and stuff. And yeah. that was fucking rough. Yeah, that, that was, there was one year where we played almost all the festivals in South Africa. Yeah. It was, it was probably one of my favorite years, actually. And it was a good year. We played oh, like every single so weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Most weekends we would be playing. And we had yeah. day jobs because like here in South Africa, I don't know, just getting by as just a musician, you have to, you have to play those, um, those cover gigs, those wedding gigs, those corporate gigs, you know, those kind of things. And it, it just doesn't kind of fit us as like a group, you know, we wanted to do it for fun. So we, we wanted to play like a job. Yeah. 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 Um, is that still your attitude toward, attitude toward it? Like you want to do it for fun? Yeah, uh, I'm taking it a lot more seriously than we did in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning it was merely just because we enjoyed it and we were kind of just 
playing for fun. And now I think there's a, a much bigger element of professionalism behind our shows, mm. behind our like bookings and releases and everything that kind of goes with the band in like a social media presence. Yeah, but we still have day jobs. So like I'm a VFX artist and I do animation. Jethro actually also does animation, yeah. motion graphics. And Guido... Doesn't just... do much, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say we should get some kind of design job. Is, Guido, I do design a bit. Guido, Guido did the, the cover for our new album. And I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it looks, looks great. Cool. Yeah, it took me a year and like a bunch of <laughs> shitty designs. <laughs> yeah, wow. We wrote to you a couple of times. Right? Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, that's where like we've gotten... That's where sort of the... Like, I want to sound not professionalism, but I mean our different attitude comes to play. Like... Two years ago, we would have paid someone to do that. And now we'd rather save money so we can tour, like rather not spend a few grand oh, on your album cover so yeah. we can rather pay for flights or something, you know? Yeah, um, yeah so we're starting to think a bit more um, strategically on how we, how we run the band. Right. Do you think um, your shift in attitude has led to a growth in your audience? I would say so. I mean, kind I'd of. I like think so. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. Well, I think actually, looking back, just the last year, I think it also, I think our change, our change of attitude, and also our um, approach to the audience, also it sort of like came about at the same time because we we only recently started looking at Spotify stats and like looking at those kind of things um, and looking at an international market <clears throat> where previously we didn't. We only yeah. stuck to South Africa, and that was it. There was like Joburg and Cape Town, and you know, it's a very small scene. Um, now we're thinking a bit bigger and like we got a huge following in America um, and then we got a fairly smaller market in, in Europe and then South Africa. Well, we call it huge, but it's actually very evenly spread. Uh, yeah. Well, it, to us it's huge compared to South Africa. Like, yeah, it's yeah, massive. Yeah. If that amount of people liked us in South Africa, we'd have shows every night. Yes, exactly. But, you know, yeah. like in America, I mean, there's 40,000 people listening to us every month, yeah. but that's across the whole country. Yeah, and, that's, yeah. that's the world. Yeah. All the world, even doesn't really it feels big but there's so much more it's exactly crazy. yeah it's actually crazy how how many people there are out there that could actually still listen to you yeah and yeah. even then you're still famous like we say it huge but it's actually we're not even that big no we no it's still tiny dude yeah um that's such a weird dichotomy isn't it to have like to, like to see someone with like several thousand followers on twitter but my first thought when i find that is still like oh they got so much to go before they're even like verified. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, it's like the inflation of fame or something. Um, Everyone's famous these days, man. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's it like when you think about having like listeners around the world? Has that hit you yet? Really? It's still, it's, it's, it's a, a slow burner. It's <laughs> <laughs> a difficult weird. question. Like I think to, to really, I don't know, for me, I don't know if how these guys feel, but for me, like, I think it would really um, have, like, a heavy value if I see, if I tour, and then I we see the people come. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that would really make a difference to, to how I view our audience online. Um, at the moment, it's just numbers. Uh, it's very difficult to tell who are fans and who's just listening, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, it's, it's a I difficult think, question. Yeah, like, the playlists and stuff definitely help us out a lot, like, with our Spotify numbers and Getting okay, people from all around the world listen to us, but for us, like to be able to play to those fans or possible fans and convert them into like oh, true fans, fans that yeah. that will be 
when it like, sinks in, that's yeah. when we'll yeah. be like, wow, I we're play actually show. playing to like Americans that have been listening to us for the mm. last three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The thing that, that'll, that'll make it much more concrete yeah. in, in my mind. So yeah. To me, it's like just numbers right now. All I see are stats. Yeah. 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 I've, I've never even been overseas. Like, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've never been out of Africa, <laughs> which is pretty whack. It's like I'm an African. I'm yeah. never, I've got this white skin. It's so weird. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm an alien. <laughs> is that something you guys want to do in the near future? Like, do you want to travel worldwide with your music? Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, how how are you going? How are you going to go about doing that? Um. It, so we've we've actually been in a little bit of like a dilemma because it's. Um, most of our fans that we've seen from the stats are in America, but they're all spread out over all the cities. Yeah. So, like, if we wanted, if we wanted to, I don't know. It's like a little bit on the east coast, a little bit on the west coast, and like a couple in the middle. So it's it's you can't really make a road trip out of that. It would be just very expensive for us. So and Europe's much closer, and I feel like we could easily get there because Guido's already got a German passport. And it's just yeah, a matter just of us visas, you know, yeah. getting Schengen visas, and it's just also like a cheaper flight. So I think Europe would probably be our first best, like just to get that to started. Yeah. yeah, foot yeah. in the door. Yeah, and a, a friend, uh, uh, a band that's also from South Africa called Rough Magic. They actually went to overseas, uh, to Germany and basically Europe, mm. and they toured there with a bit of success. So we feel like. We should probably try there first before we go yeah. to the US, even though we know most of our fans are there. Right. Well, and it's not like you can't build a fan base somewhere else. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. yeah I th- I, there, there are listeners there. I think it's just a matter of converting uh, more. Yeah, converting like that's, more. That's why you play live shows. And man. I would rather convert people at shows, like face value, like they see us live. I mean, we. we, we produce the hell out of our records and we, we try and make you know show our best face to the world but honestly i would rather show my real face you yeah. know i'd rather <laughs> they see that we can actually play these instruments you know that yeah. it's not all just made on a, a fucking computer sorry about the swearing are you good okay um, <laughs> <laughs> um well let's talk about you know in 2019 you released your first album so how are you feeling taking that step from EP to album? Were you confident or were you like a little nervous? I was well, confident. I was keen. Took, I, was, no, I, I was fired up. It took us two years to make that. Yeah, like, we, yeah, we, we were all very keen to do it, but it was, I didn't think we realized like the t- that it took to release full length at the quality that we wanted it. Because like, I know speaking on like my behalf, I can be anal about yeah. Like how the mix sounds, and like I just I want it to be the best it can be. So, like that takes time because you can't just like record anything and get it to sound perfect. Like you gotta spend a lot of time in the studio and put the effort in and tweak the songs and change the songs and drop the songs and write new songs. And it was a process, but. I think it was a great process because we all learned a lot about each other and about the music that we want to put out. Um, It was like the first release that we all kind of contributed in equally. Like we all wrote different songs. We all helped with the lyrics. We all like played different instruments and we just jammed. And Mm. it was really cool to like 
bond musically like that. Yeah, it was much more so than the EPs for sure. Yeah, yeah. The EPs like the each song like we could you can hear each of the yeah guys that write the songs. Because with those with the EPs we like well not the idea but it just happened to be the way that we wrote the EPs. Um, everyone just brings a song to the table. Either you, the band enjoys it or they don't. And if they do, then it makes the the EP. And if it doesn't, it doesn't make it. Um, but if it does, then for example, like um, what's it? Wake a, up. Bomb in a bowl. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. The, Tim literally recorded all of the instruments. <laughs> um, and like you know what I mean? Like it's just the way it was. Um, so there's like then Jethro recorded it, and I would just sit by the side and. Have a beer or something. <laughs> 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 yeah, just just learn the baseline. Yeah. Um, and the, the album was a lot different. Like the album, like we come in studio and if we enjoy it, we enjoy it. And then sometimes people would take parts and change it up a bit and um, keep the developing. Were the it. most collaborative yeah. thing on yeah, the album, definitely. Yeah. And harmonies and like we just took, like melodies and stuff. We took some time just chilling at my house and just literally just writing them, and we just throw things back and forth. So, I mean, you could say, like, someone came with the idea for the song, but really it, it does all of the songs we can confidently originated say. from all three of us, yeah. like, together. Yeah, was good. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. Your album sounds like more of a complete sound than your EPs did, and I think it comes from the way you guys uh, worked on it. Um, so when it came time to release it, like how closely were you watching it for reception or did you just kind of like let it sit for a couple of days before uh, watching it? It had been a long, like it had been done and finished and mixed for, and a, while, yeah. for a while. And then we, we released it with Kudu Kudu records, which is this like, it's basically our distribution partner. They do like Spotify and Deezer and all the streaming platforms. Um, so they like distributed it for us with a whole campaign. That we did like four the four singles from the album and then the full album dropped. Um, but yeah, just I think it means like how closely did we watch it after we oh, released. We did, so yeah, we did watch we, it. We did very close. Yeah, yeah, How well it did. Oh, I mean, yeah. we released every so we released I think three three singles, four singles. I don't know. I think it was three singles. Yeah, the first um, single that we released is technically a borrowed phrases, which we didn't watch very closely, and we like I made yeah, a lyric video. Lyric videos got like a measly like 2000 views or something but the actual like on like yeah on spotify it's also it's doing well it's doing okay, yeah, it's doing okay. but it's like the, the other singles that we released we really we did yeah. go that's when we got involved with Kudu yeah. Kudu. yeah i like to call them a record label even though they're not really our record label but, yeah but they're, they're really cool people yeah but yeah we definitely yeah. look at our look at our performance of, of releases I think a, a cool moment for us, um, not really based on the singles, but on the album, was I think it was like a month in, we hit 100,000 streams in total for all the songs. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was a month in, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. And that was like, that's when it kind of hit me. It was like, we have a lot of listeners listening to this because it, like, it won't get over 100,000 without a lot of people listening at the same time. And that that really struck me because I was like, "Damn, this is this is quite a cool achievement." Yeah, felt good. Yeah. yeah, and not only that, you have people listening to it multiple times. You know, a, a lot of new bands face the problem of people will listen to your song, but they'll never play it again. So to cross yeah. that threshold shows that you have people staying with your art, which is very well, important. 
That's really funny. Mm. I looked at the stats the other day, like individual songs. And most of our... So Spotify breaks it down according to um, algorithm playlists and then um, user playlists. And some, most of our songs are actually user-generated and not algorithmic. Oh, they're, they're user-generated. Mo- so they come yeah. to our... So yeah. There's uh, a higher percentage of user listeners than algorithmic listeners. That's really cool. Yeah. That's, that's special. Like, the, yeah, that's what I you want that. eventually. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that means we've got actual fans listening to the song um, or to the album um, then just the algorithm giving us listen. Just sorry yeah. for them. Yeah. just arrived at the house and you're kind of sitting outside. Oh, you're fine. Um, so with all these people listening, what do you really want them to take away from your music? Uh, I, I guess I, I, we don't really think that we don't, we're not trying to like give out some, any kind of like specific message. I mean, we have opinions about the world and they definitely filter into our music. Um, I mean, it's hard not, I mean, when you're, when you're trying to, express yourself artistically you know what what you believe hey sap um if there's um you know yeah your opinions will filter into that no matter what what you do you know if you're doing being honest about it but we don't we're not like trying to change the world or anything we're just having a good time i think the album had a like much more political statement than our previous eps and releases for sure yeah like we we moved from like a immature kind of sounding lyrically lyrically wise band to like a way more political or like consumerism just yeah we spoke oh. about consumerism oh, a lot we, in the we, new yeah, album critical. Like, very critical of the current culture um i mean i think it gotta be in this day and age but like we'll probably move back to like our beginnings and write songs just for fun you know because people like songs that they can just jam to without like having this deeper meaning and stuff like that um, but it was cool to to dive deeper into like the the lyrics and kind of portray a message of like anti consumerism. <laughs> I don't really know what the message was to be honest. Well, yeah, it's we wrote intense lyrics. It's like we created yeah. this weird little monster that's got all of us in it. You know? It's it's not. Yeah, it's it's you know when three people are trying to say the same thing together, it doesn't that you know it's not really going to come out as exactly what we were trying to say individually. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah. It's it was weird. It was it was a weird exercise to to do because we wrote the lyrics together. So that it, you know that's that's why we, it's it's hard to take responsibility for what we said. Almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, if anyone gets mad, you can just be like, "It wasn't me. It was the other guys." It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you think you'll keep writing in, in this way, like for future projects? Will you keep writing songs together? Yeah, definitely. De- definitely. Yeah. It's, it's... I think it's going to get more, like, more, more a collaboration. Like, we've already spoken about, like, doing the next EP, and the discussion has already been about just write the like, write the bones and bring it back to the studio and let's meet it up. Yeah, let's all let's all finish it. Together. Yeah, you know, a lot of so... a lot of times, like, a song is is almost more like yeah, the the skeleton, like we said, is like more complete. Yeah, the skeleton. So I mean. it's a bit more rigid, but you know, it's, we we. We, we then finish it, it in yeah. studio, so we'll be recording the ideas. Yeah. But what we really want to do is 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 more Involve like we, everyone. we bring we bring the song to the, like the practice room, and then we play yes. it together as a band. You know, it sounds more like a 
that's a collaborative uh, exercise this time. But it also just sounds more raw because then we can record it live, you know. Yeah. Because I like I like the idea of of hearing the like the drummer like who made the mistake like you can hear like a like sticks hit hit each other mm. like oh yeah you know <laughs> you can you know hear I don't know just weird, you can hear the vocals through the drum kind of thing you know it's like very like a very seventy sound and we like to say that we're kind of almost vintage sounding uh, even though our latest album quite modern. Yeah, more mm, modern psych than like old school psych, but it's definitely got like hints and tinges of seventies psychedelic rock and roll. Mm. Right. What attracts you guys to that sound? Say again. What attracts you guys to that sound? That seventies rock sound. I think uh, we all just grew up with it, eh? Like, yeah, we. I think, think that plays a big part. That's one thing that we all agree on. We just fucking love rock and roll. We love seventies rock. I mean, off the top of my head, my top three favorite bands are probably like Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Hendrix, and Pink Floyd. And that's all like from the 60s and 70s, which is kind of like our main source of inspiration. Obviously, there's more modern bands. Yeah, I mean, like Guido loves Pond. Guido loves Australian psych rock. Yeah, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Psych rock, that, that that's amazing. Oh, um, but also, I mean, there's some hip hop in there. Like Jethro and I, oh. Jethro Jethro has this like, <laughs> little side project that's got like no listens. I would love it's to see it. Like, well, it hasn't it's been working on it. Called they're called the Dirty Bandits. <laughs> it's like hip hop vibe. Uh, what's uh, the, the Baker? The Baker. Oh, yeah. So, and I was listening to a lot of Wolfpack um, when we were recording the album as well. Mm. So there's a bit of funk in there, you know. Definitely with Hardy Dog. Yeah, it was Hardy Dog and uh, borrowed phrases, very oh, like, yeah, hip hop, very yeah. you know funky kind of thing. Nice. Um, so when you when you listen to um, Plastic Kids specifically, can you hear? Do you think you can hear those influences coming through? Plastic Kids mm. was um, largely written by Guido. So I would say it's oh. more psych rock, more Pondy. Yeah, mm, I yeah. would say so. Well, I, I don't know. That was before Pond, actually. Yeah, um, I introduced you to Pond towards the end of, of the like album. Temples, dude. It's got like a, a Temples vibe to it. Not in a, like a copycat kind of way, just in like a cool yeah. tone kind of aspect. Because Temples are also very like... Now, tonally, 60s. when you came to us with that song, it was mm. you had all the tones uh, worked out. You're like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. this long... Like it took a, a full day to like, record yeah. that one song. I yeah, it took, I took two weeks to work on that song by myself yeah, but at you home. produced it so nicely. I was like, holy shit. Well, we, yeah. Like, yeah, we already have insane. the song. And then we recreated it from the ground up yeah. again. But it was, yeah, it was, a, yeah. Definitely. One, one would argue that some of his original parts actually sounded better. I don't know about that. I hate that. You hear the demo and you're like, because obviously I've mixed the songs and I'm hearing the demo and I'm, I'm trying to get everything to sound more yeah. like the demo. <laughs> and then these guys are trying to get everything to sound different to the yeah, demo. Different. It's like this weird combination. I hate, I hate that. I call it demo-itis. When, yeah. you love, when you like your demo so much that nothing <laughs> else, like, you know, you want to hold on to this little piece I of crap. Think that, I think the way this song came out, I really no, it. Sounds, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Right. Um... I think that's a good spot to take a break. Do you guys want to plug a song here for the middle? Yeah. This is the Taser's Golden Girl.
we're back from the break. And what would you say to the people who liked your song that they just heard? What do we say? Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, I think. Sweet. You're gonna have to fight to the death over your own name. I bought them. Um. Yeah, I think just thanks for listening to the song and thanks for the support. Um, means a lot to us, and hope you guys keep doing it. Right, and before we started, you said Golden Girl was doing really well recently. Is that like the? the single from this album that you think is going to go the furthest? Uh, it's really been going the furthest. I mean, it's reached more than double than other songs. Um, it reached more than, um, than borrowed phrases that we released like seven months before or something. Yeah, that was like a soft launch though. Yeah. The thing that blows my mind, it's kind of off topic to Golden Girl, but our previous EP, oh, yes. um, Wake Up, the song, we actually wrote in like a week because I had a friend, um, Ashley Brown. He um, he listened to Shake It because we released it as a single two, three years ago. And he was like, this song is so cool. I'm doing a campaign for 5FM. Wow. 5FM wow. is like our... Um, it's like a national radio station. Yeah, like our biggest radio station in South Africa. So if you get airtime on there, it's like really big for you, even if it's just one song that plays once. It's hard to get wow. on there rock and roll band because they only play like electro and tech and pop and pop, pop music um so anyway this guy contacted me saying he really likes shake it could we write a new song for his campaign and that's when wake up was born um and we wrote that in literally under a week we had the song mastered sent off to him and then that premiered on um five fm and then obviously we launched the Love Machine EP and that song was on. And since that launch, that song has just been doing so well on Spotify. And I think we're like almost at break point to a million streams yeah. on one song. Alone, I never thought insane. I'd have a million. Oh man. So that, that to oh. me is like absolutely breathtaking. I never <laughs> ever thought, like not even all of our EPs and albums combined would reach a million, but like, one song is like on the threshold of hitting a million and it's quite insane. Yes. Sir. Yeah. Um, does that ever get in the way of like making new songs? Are you ever worried like, oh, this thing I'm writing isn't going to be as good as the stuff that's already been received? I don't think, I think what this, at least for me, what this EP, ugh, this album taught me was that you can't predict that stuff. Um, yeah. Ne- like we, never. like we've, like when we listen to Plastic Kids, the song, um, I think we all were like, dude, this song's fucking like, I remember when I played it to you guys, like, Jay said, like, dude, this thing sounds, sounds fresh, uh, it's oh, new, it, it sounds yeah, sick, and whatever. We all kind of fell in love with it, but then, um, oh, while we released, the first song we released was Golden Girl, um, and not expecting oh. a song to do as well. And it's a shorter song, it's under two minutes. Yeah, it's so um, short. But it's so, like, punchy and, and like, rock and roll driven that it's just it's been doing well i think it's doing better than all the rest of the yeah. Yeah. songs on the so i don't think yeah. you can put, like a song i don't think a song should be written for the purpose of Getting doing well streams it shouldn't yeah, do i think that. yeah don't don't write for that purpose no, um, have fun man just do what you want yeah yeah i agree um but do you guys um do you think now that it's 
people are the consumer is like listening to singles more than full albums. Do you think that affects the way that albums are constructed now? Uh, yeah, possibly. I think it's maybe. Definitely. Yeah, it's going towards. That changed the way we. This, that changed yeah. the way we actually constructed the the lineup for or the the. Well, yeah, you know, that's, the how, that's how that influenced how we made music in the beginning. Even we were like, no, we there's no way we can release no, even, an album. Even the even the song the song list on the album was was set in the way towards, that we thought yeah. which songs are the hits and which songs aren't. So ideally, like the first song is like the first five songs are the hits, and after that, it sort of just filters out. Um, with, a, with a little span. bit of with a little bit of wiggle room for like we wanted to like try and push yeah. in like maybe a couple of like bangers you know, at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it still influenced the way that we we um, set out the songs. But I don't think it it comes into play when you write. Um, I mean, obviously we want to make it catchy and like make it fun to listen to. But I don't think we we write with the purpose of let's get a million streams. You know, I don't yeah. think that's uh, the purpose of of writing. Right. It should be about the art then, first, and then everything else second. Say again. So, are you saying it should be like about the art first, and then everything else second? Yeah, uh, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. So, yeah, we don't write to like almost like in prayers. We write what we love. Like what we feel is like good enough to put out because we enjoy listening to, it, we enjoy mm. playing it. Um, whether it's successful or not is up to the listeners because we can't determine whether people. Yeah. And even if I absolutely love, like my favorite song on the album is "You'll Never Be Satisfied." Like every recording session we had of that song, and and when I mixed it, and especially when we did the vocals. Yeah, it was so much oh, fun. Yes, like, that was crazy. We all had goosebumps, and it was one of those things. Like when when Tiff singing, um, "You'll never be satisfied," and then he did like multiple harmonies, and I did the lower harmony, and it was just like it was just hitting so nice, hitting mm. level. Never thought like we'd ever hit, and it was amazing. And that's like the last song on the album, but it's it's obviously because of that. I think it's got like the least amount of streams. But that to me is like the heavy hitter because it's my favorite song. It's just like, it, it, I love that the most. And I mean, it's weird because it wasn't it's the, not the song that like people love yeah. the most. Right. That's not the last on the album though. It was also quite funny to have the last song being like, you know. Oh yes, yeah. It was like the listener wanting to never be sad. You're not gonna get another song. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving. <laughs> That's the album. That you will never be satisfied. People, it it's so funny actually how people are just like even even the like the the celebrities and the people who who make who have made these amazing movies albums they want they want to make the next best thing yeah they you want know? more yeah. you know more, so like more. it's 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 almost like a curse to have your album your first or third album second album to be become there. this huge thing and then everyone wants you to just be that, that again. person again yeah so yeah it's 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 cool to just be like fuck you we're going to be who we want to be at yeah. this time right so moving into your you said you're making an ep next right yes yeah so moving into that, you're you're focused on like what you guys want to do first. There's 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 definitely points where we're like, okay, well, you know, 
this is a this idea is far out and i like it and we like it and we all like it but let's let's like it's it's just a matter like of of getting to certain crossroads and reining yourself in where you need to be reined in that's true so i mean we could have we could have gone like way more psychedelic or we could have gone way more lo-fi like, way more pop or way, way more, more pop like, or whatever there's like this certain decisions you make along the way and it's just all about i don't know like just choosing where you want to sell your soul devil and where you want <laughs> that's understandable um so i ask um every guest the same two questions near the end of it uh the first one is if you could go back in time to when you first started making music what advice would you give to yourself practice more practice yeah. <laughs> i think i wouldn't i wouldn't have i was at a music school and i i would have not started by me at a music that was i think my worst mistake because I, I was crazy, they taught man. me so many like um like pop songs they and did, that yeah. just annoyed like i don't know if I, was, I probably wasn't annoyed then but like looking back i'd, I'd rather want to do like more blue stuff or like get someone to teach me songs that i want to learn yeah um instead of instead of having someone to teach me songs on a syllabus and i need to learn these songs so i can play on a stage yeah, and i can learn a band and like yeah it's all just silly like i'd rather want to play music that i want to play and and learn that way um and i only learned that years later only like when I started writing with the album, I only started listening to songs, uh, playing with songs by ear and sort of figuring out um, songs that way. And that made me learn how to, how to write in a different way as well. I actually completely forgot that you studied music at yeah, all. We don't yeah. I, I, so I fucking hated it, dude. Like, it's such... Like, <laughs> I, I, the last thing I'd recommend anyone to do is study music. Um, <laughs> oh, no. No, like, let's just, so let me funny. just finish. Like, if they don't... If you want to be a session musician, if you want to be a session musician, like by all means. But then, like, if you if you want to do music as a as a fun thing, rather learn music in a different way. Like, dude, find YouTube a, can teach you everything you need to know. Everything, dude. If you if want I can, learn, you can dude, the songs the that you listen to or can teach you anything. Exactly. Like, just play exactly. it with the song, and you'll learn. Like, there's yeah. nothing. You don't need money. You don't. All you need is a guitar or drums or uh, your instrument. And listen to the song that you want to learn, and listen to it by ear, and just play it that way. Mm. Um, and I think that's the best way to learn. I learned a new a new way of writing through that, mm. um, and yeah, a new no, way of listening through yeah. by doing that. No, yeah, no school can really teach you how to be yourself. They can give you maybe the tools, mm. which is arguably, I mean, they did help you in some way. Like of course that. they did. But, of course I did, but I mean, if I could go back in time, yeah, I, I mean, you wouldn't have wasted that. your time with that because you have the talent, you yeah. have the, the the desire to learn the instrument. You'll yeah. sit down and yeah. listen but, to the song and play by ear. Like the the one thing, the one thing that when I left, when I, I was so angry, and when I left, I was like, um, at least now I know what I don't like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> did you say two things, eh? Two things, yeah. Oh yeah. The other question is. Um, now, a lot of people that listen to the show are artists who are, you know, doing things themselves. What advice would you give to them? Post your own as much as possible. That's what we've done and it works. Like, put in the hard work, like making cool events and getting out there in a live scenario and it'll pay off. No, interact guaranteed. with real people. Interact yeah. with the people around you. Like, interact with other artists. I think a, a large portion of Chase's success 
comes from the fact that we have been so DIY in our nature of just like hosting mm. our own events and throwing our own parties and doing our own thing. Like we don't really care about like anyone else. We just do it ourselves. If, if no one wants to book us, we'll book ourselves and book yeah. our band. And, like, <laughs> exactly. and then people will be like, oh, well, these guys are playing cool shows. Yeah. Let's book them for every festival. And it like, it worked. It worked so yeah. well. And then some random will, will, who likes Reddit will post your music on Reddit and then you'll get to the top of r slash listen to this for a week and then all of a sudden your Spotify streams are through the roof. It's a numbers game almost. You know? And that's why the more, com- the more connections you make, but like legitimate connections. So that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, okay, just spend a couple of hundred bucks on advertising to all those people you know they're not the people that care so it's 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 you know you want to make those connections but you want to make those connections count mm. you know and that's the best way to do that is on a visceral real like place time yeah. you know you need to be together in that sense i mean you can do that on online as well but like like there's this guy who's got his birthday coming up and his girlfriend messenger uh, sent us a message on Instagram. Instagram from Poland. From Poland, and she's she's like, my boyfriend is your biggest fan. He's got he's got you at least a hundred people listening in Poland, and um, I've, it's his birthday, Poland. so we want we want to do something cool for him. And we're like, hell yeah, let's send That's him awesome. let's send him a letter. Let's. And but like, she, she asked she asked for us to she asked to to send him a letter from us. Yeah, and then we just got our vinyl. Um, released or not released like of vinyls uh, delivered um so uh, like a fresh batch a vinyl. and yeah. we'll just give him a, a fresh vinyl um with a letter so like right on the vinyl like and yeah. personalized thing for no, we just like if you can if you can cover the the shipping costs we'll give you the vinyl for free you know that's that's the kind of fans you want that's the those are the kind of people yeah. you want to connect with and you the the best fans are artists the best fans are if the people like you then yeah you know, the best fans are other musicians. The best fans are people who actually know how to appreciate the form, the art form that mm. you're putting out there. Because they'll talk about you. They'll, they'll spread the word mm. kind of thing. Right, yeah. Do you, think, um, do you think you're finding a lot of artist fans? I think we're just making friends. I mean, I mean uh, so last year, we um, kind of... Tasers, I'd say in part, organized a tour with Deaf Poets. They're from the US. Um, and that they found us from Spotify, obviously artists. Um, and we That's made a tour happen for them in South Africa. We played a couple of shows with them at 70s Fest and then in Cape Town and stuff. Um, and that was literally just because they found us on Spotify and they made it happen. Um, so that's like such a cool connection because that would never have happened. Like if they didn't know we existed on Spotify, they, like it would never have happened. Um, so, but also now that we know them and now that we've we've toured with them, now we have an opportunity to go to America. Yeah, they want to do a tour with us. You know, it makes things easier for us. <clears> yeah, definitely. definitely a foot in the door. Right. Um, that's very good to hear. It's. It's relieving to hear that you you guys know what you want and have a plan to go for it. You know what I mean? Mm, for sure. 
a lot of independent artists um, that I've met will say like, I want this thing in the future. And I'm like, okay, how do you get there? And they're like, I don't know yet. And I'm like, oh no, maybe have a plan. <laughs> uh, well, the have a plan as much as you want, sorry. Um, but we all know that we need to put in the, the long, hard yards to get there. Like, no. We can't just go to the US just because we have a, a bit no. of cash in our royalty bank. Like it takes a shitload of planning. And it also takes a lot of mistakes. Like yeah. Your plans yeah. will never go according to plan. So it's just like work, work, you learn as you go. make all the mistakes Sorry, you need to make. Um, yeah, I just want to add to that. It's like, um, I think we, I think all three of us always just have all constant, like there's constantly new ideas evolving as well. Like, um, Especially yeah, with we, the music videos, dude. That's so cool. With everything. Like there's like this year is full. Like we've got music videos. We've got the EP. We want to tour, uh, tour the U, uh, EU. Um, and like, there's just constantly um, the 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 band is constantly evolving each year. Like from the beginning when we started, it was just get in, get to her and get EP. And play then some, after that, it was like get yeah. get festivals. And then the next year, it's like cool, get an album. And like after the album, now we onto onto the onto the world. You know, like it, it's every year keeps evolving. And I think that's important to uh, to do as well. Oh, so goals. And stick, yeah, like I said, set your goals and, and what are you doing yeah. to reach them? They don't even have to be that detailed. It can yeah. just be it like, yeah. I want to release something. Or yeah. I want to play a show in the UK or in the yeah. Europe. Well, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. But, festival, but just, if you, if, you have your, if you have your goal set up, then make it happen. You know, like, um, I know that's just the way I like to work. I like, if I set up a goal, I can't, like, I feel silly if I set up a goal and not pursue it. It's like, that's yeah. just, I find it just, I get annoyed thinking about it. Like, <laughs> I can't, you have to, if you set up a goal, achieve it, you know? And that's sort of points. That's just where it ends. Um, yeah, and I think that's sort of the philosophy as well with the band. Um, if we set a goal and we all agree to it and it's a team decision, uh, we're definitely going to pursue it. Right. Um, do you guys have any, like, long-term goals? Like, what's your, like, five-year plan? Well, I don't know if we have a five-year plan. I mean, we, ideally, we want to be based overseas. It yeah. just makes life a lot easier. It would be nice to to play music first as like a like an income stream. That would be interesting. If we don't have to do our day job, just play a couple of like club shows and festivals throughout the year. Like, obviously, that that's living the dream. Yeah, and like very long term, but. I mean, we, we put in the hard yards and we full-time jobs, so that isn't, like, the priority now. We're not, like, working really hard so that we don't have to have a 9-to-5. Like, we all understand that we're going to be working 9-to-5s regardless of the band, mm. and that's just kind of a commitment that we all have to make because the band doesn't make enough money to support all three of us. Um, but who knows? Maybe in, like, 5, 10 years' time, we, we can support ourselves through the band. No. But that's obviously not the vision. If it if it happens, that's great. But like, yeah, we, we're gonna keep on pushing. Yeah. Same same strength as we always have been. Yeah. It's a it's it, yeah, the goal the goal is to not not be making music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. The thing is like you you can't just be a world sensation overnight. Obviously you have your vibe and your bands that will just be amazing because oh, I mean, the... a lot of money gets thrown into those bands. Even the Beatles like... were together for five years. Before... Exactly. So we, like, we're prepared to put in the, the work over time, like over, 
however many years it takes to at least be able to tour the world or tour not in South Africa. And that's okay. Like, if we just do that, that's fine. Like, if we get more successful, that's also cool. Like, we'll kind of take it as it comes, you know? There's, there's, a, there's a healthy balance there. There's, yeah. there's a, Cause we I, do have I want jobs. this thing, but there's, there's this also, there's a sense of letting go. It's like, you know, it's not the fucking end of the world if you don't get the thing that you want, you know? This is, this is life, you know? I think uh, the thing is with being in South Africa, it kind of keeps us grounded towards the rest of the world because our currency is so fucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like the US dollar, I don't know the current figure, but it's 13 or like 14. 15. 14 rand to one US dollar. So, I mean, you do the math. We, we need to be like technically millionaires to like tour the world, which is a scary thought because um, it, it, it will cost us like 14 times as much money as a band in the US to come to South Africa. It costs them 14 times less money. Well, um, buying food overseas is like taking a mortgage out. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's a, it's a <laughs> for us if we're all prepared to do it and like play the shows because we're passionate about playing to our fans it's just difficult to do it financially yeah i I understand that but um it's good to hear that you guys have a passion for what you're doing um in a grand sense Mm, so uh, where can we find you on the internet um, tasers.com. Ta- yeah, the tasers.com. <laughs> That's it. That, that, all, all the links to all our social media there. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. It should, I think all of them are actually uh, the same. So facebook.com yeah. forward slash the tasers. Yeah, we got lucky. I don't know how um, we the- Instagram.com forward slash tasers. Same with Twitter, I think, as well. Twitter is yeah, the same. Um, and. For bookings, you can just find us on Facebook and get our booking agents or anything like that. Um, but everything is on the tasers.com, Twitter said. So all our links are on there. You can find our latest videos, our latest shows, vinyls. our vinyls. Everything yeah. tasers related is on there. So, and if, and yeah. if there's not enough music for you, I play in another band called Pollinator. <laughs> so Pollinator and the Dirty Bandits are the other bands. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Dirty, Dirty Bandits, Bandits are like are, are, are like super underground, not, nothing happening. Pollinator, um, actually, we're, we've come out with like two or three albums, and um, yeah, the latest EP that we released uh, got a little endorsement by Anthony Fantano, which was wow, nice. The internet's bu- busiest music nerd, nice. Yeah, that guy is, It was like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe <laughs> it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and we did the, the we did the biggest faux pas ever, and we. Didn't capitalize on that ever so yeah <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah so yeah we're we're making new, new music but what and we we love it so it's not like anything will stop us you know we'll we'll die before we stop making music that's a good attitude to have um you can follow me on twitter and instagram at jw freeman underscore and please follow the show at the little guys three on twitter uh we're on every podcasting platform that i know of and if you're on one that you can rate or anything, please do so. Uh, I love the attention. Um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, doing this makes my day. Um, yeah. So I hope you guys have a good rest of your night. Awesome. Thanks for having us, dude. Yeah.
Yeah, of course. Um, this stuff is like the most fun I've been having on a project in a while. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Glad.